3: Good morning to breaking news. Victoria is expected to announce another 470 COVID cases, a drop from yesterday. Let's go live to Melina Saras in Melbourne. Good morning, Melina. Lower numbers, but still deeply concerning.
4: It certainly is, and Premier Daniel Andrews is due to give an update on today's figures in a press conference at midday. Melbourne's stage four six-week business shutdown has taken full effect this morning. All non-essential retail stores are shut and permits are now required for those who need to travel to work and to access childcare. There has been some confusion this morning over who is permitted to work, and the list has been updated on the Department of Health and Human Services website. We've also heard this morning that police and the Victorian coroner are set to investigate the cluster at St Basil's Aged Care where 159 cases have been recorded and five people have died. It's understood Victoria has recorded 471 new coronavirus cases today. Victoria had its highest daily case total of the pandemic yesterday with 725 new cases and 15 deaths. And this morning, dire predictions from Victorian health health modelling, which predicts case numbers could blow out to 1,100 despite drastic lockdown measures.
0: Those are not figures that the Commonwealth has been provided with. I've not seen them and uh, nor on the advice I have uh, only just prior coming to air has the Chief Medical Officer of Australia, Professor Paul Kelly. So we're inquiring into those.
4: Even though we are under these strict stage four restrictions, there still are a number of people breaking the rules. 176 fines were issued overnight,
3: including 51 people still not wearing a mask. And All right, Melina, thank you very much. New South Wales has recorded 12 new COVID-19 cases as a health alert is issued for a popular Sydney restaurant in Bankstown. A patron who visited the cafe, Barbecue City Buffet in Bankstown between 7.30pm and 10pm has now tested positive to COVID-19. Anyone who is at the restaurant during those hours is being asked to get tested and pleased to self-isolate. Well, there's just over a day to go before Queensland's borders are slammed shut to all residents of New South Wales and the ACT. The new restrictions come into effect at 1am on Saturday morning. Anyone who needs to cross the border, such as truck drivers, must complete a new border declaration form that will be available from Friday afternoon.
0: So there's a small window of opportunity for people to get online and get their border decoration passes updated.
3: Queensland has returned no new positive cases in the past hour. A desperate search for survivors of the horrific blast in Lebanon's capital city continues this morning as does a probe for answers as to how an accident of this scale could occur. Residents are just starting to come to terms with the full extent of the destruction left behind. At least 135 people were killed and around 5,000 injured. Hugh Whitfield has the latest. Hugh, a major investigation is underway.
2: Beirut Port Authority officials have been placed under house arrest as the search for answers begins. There is rising anger in Beirut that an accident on this scale was allowed to occur. The death toll continues to climb, including one Australian among those killed, with the search for survivors underway. Lucky to be alive, a survivor is stretched to safety. But hopes are fading of finding more survivors of the deadly blast. Witnesses described it like an earthquake or an atomic bomb. A massive fireball and mushroom cloud sending a shockwave across the city. It's a massacre, said this man, like a tsunami hit or an atomic bomb. The explosion was so powerful it has redrawn the coastal map, leaving behind a massive smouldering crater. Authorities say this fire in a warehouse ignited almost 3,000 tonnes of highly explosive chemicals that had been stored at the docks for six years. With much of Beirut now in ruins, there's a growing sense of anger at the local authorities who allowed such dangerous chemicals to be stored unsafely for so long. The devastation extends over half the city, the shockwave flattened buildings and shattered windows, littering the streets with broken glass. Stunned survivors struggled to find help. Hospitals in the city were badly damaged and had to turn casualties away. An urgent call went out for blood donors. The death toll is rising, with many people still unaccounted for, 300,000 are now homeless. A two-week state of emergency has been declared, but the reverberations from this horrific explosion will be felt for months to come. The damage bill will run into the billions, that is money Lebanon simply does not have. Many believe that this will tip the country into becoming a failed state. It has been wracked by corruption, political and economic crises for years, adding to that COVID in more recent times. There is offers of assistance coming in from around the world, whether it's Australia, the UK, France that once governed Lebanon. Emmanuel Macron is on his way to Beirut in the next 24 hours, even from Lebanon's sworn enemy across the border. Israel,
3: offering assistance. Thanks, Hugh. US President Trump has doubled down on comments he made about the explosion, saying he doesn't believe it was an accident.
4: Whatever happened, it's terrible, but they don't really know what it is. Nobody knows yet. Uh, At this moment, they're looking. It could, I mean, how can you say accident? Somebody was, uh, you know, left some terrible explosive type devices and things around, perhaps. Perhaps it was that. Perhaps it was
3: an attack. However, U.S. security officials have contradicted the president, saying there's no indication it was an attack. A man's in an induced coma this morning after being shot by police in Brisbane yesterday. Let's go to Mac Lyon at the crime scene. Mac, the man's accused of attacking a police officer.
0: The street here in Upper Mount Gravatt remains a crime scene this morning as investigators try to piece together exactly how this all unfolded yesterday afternoon. It's understood it was around five o'clock that two police officers arrived here on Hillgrove Street to serve DV papers to a 25-year-old man living at this brick home to my right. When they approached that home, the 25-year-old came out armed with a knife. He was repeatedly told to drop that weapon but refused, approaching a male senior, a male constable rather and slashing that constable across the face. The officer's female partner, a senior constable, drew her weapon and fired at least four shots, hitting the alleged offender in the torso. Residents from neighbouring homes came out and rendered first aid to the police officer, who had that deep laceration across his face until paramedics arrived. The alleged offender and that officer were both taken to hospital. The man with those gunshot wounds to his torso underwent surgery throughout the evening. It's understood he is now in an an induced coma. As for the officer, he is recovering from that large cut across his face. The police union has applauded the actions of his partner in such testing circumstances. The training
1: of his colleague kicked in. And I I can assure you, without her um, interaction, it would have been a different outcome. She's um, quite... Um, the hero today.
0: Detectives are back on the street this morning interviewing witnesses. As for the alleged offender, he does remain in hospital and police have said charges are pending.
3: The body of a woman has been found following a house fire in Melbourne this morning. The single story home went up in flames shortly before 2am. Around 20 firefighters battled the blaze for an hour. However, the woman couldn't be saved. Police are investigating. Well, it was a chilly start to the day across large parts of Australia's southeast with Canberra dipping to minus three degrees this morning. A cold front is causing the Antarctic blast and has already brought snow to Tasmania and parts of Victoria. The cold snap is expected to continue over the next few days with heavy rain forecast for much of the country's southeast tomorrow. A taxi has burst into flames on a major road in inner city overnight. The cab caught fire on Oxford Street in Darlinghurst around 11.30pm. The driver jumped out before the fire took hold, calling triple zero. Firefighters raced to the scene with fears the blaze would spread to a tree next to the car. The inferno was extinguished, but the taxi was destroyed. At least eight people are dead and millions are still without power after a hurricane tore a path of destruction across the east coast of the United States. US correspondent David Woywood reports.
1: And a major clean-up effort is underway. A Herculean task, given carnage from this hurricane, is still littered right up the east coast. Nearly three million homes and businesses still without power, making the job of picking up the pieces that much more difficult. Isaias made landfall as a Category 1 hurricane in North Carolina where it ripped through a mobile home park. Winds in excess of 130 kilometers an hour, lashed the coast. The storm cell was downgraded as it headed north, but it still packed a punch. Flash flooding, storm surges, battering coastal towns. In New York, a driver was killed when a tree fell on his car, while those in the storm's path say it spawned mini tornadoes. Wadoosh! Straight through their house, I was completely scared. I'm just shopping and had my neighbourhood turned upside down. Those hit hardest by Isaias now with the problem of trying to isolate in the middle of a pandemic while also trying to get their lives back on track. I
3: have to go to the office because I don't have power. I was planning to stay home. I've been working uh, mainly from home.
1: In New York, there's now an investigation into the power companies overseeing the outage, the governor accusing them of being unprepared. As for Isaias, it's now gone but not forgotten, heading deep into northern Canada.
3: A British judge has ruled that Meghan Markle can keep her friend's name secret while she sues a UK newspaper for invasion of privacy. The Mail on Sunday published extracts of a letter the Duchess of Sussex sent to her estranged father. Markle's friends then spoke anonymously to People magazine, defending the Duchess. The newspaper wants to use the friends as key witnesses, but a High Court judge has ruled their identities must not be revealed. And the Duke and Duchess of Cambridge have visited an amusement arcade in Wales in their first joint engagement following the UK's lockdown. They had a ball visiting the seaside resort to hear about how the tourism industry is recovering. William and Kate also spent time at a retirement home after previously meeting residents via video link in May. One elderly resident criticised the couple's bingo calling skills with an expletive, which the royals laughed off.